This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, CrossRip listeners. Welcome to the show for the week of April 25th, 2016. As always, we've got a really great show packed full of news and goodness for you. Up first, we've got some Ghostbusters 2016 news. You know, they're going international with this thing. Makes a lot of sense. We've got some stern pinball news that's in the arcades now, waiting for you to see it. And then Bill Murray walked into a bar. You'll never believe what happened. Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Come on, man. Let's just go with the flow. Just it's all in the hips. Just Too ease tired. the tension, baby. Don't want to talk. No, you can do it. You can do it. It's all, all right. those golden or forty-eight hundreds. I was gonna say golden Cadillacs, but you don't drink golden Cadillacs anymore. No, it's the unnamed beer that Rob gave me. That's, oh, uh, right, right. The home delicious, brew. delicious beer, which people will be hearing about in a to be released Cyclotron episode when Troy finds time to cut it. But don't worry <laughs> about that. Don't worry about that at all. These are not the uh, droids you were looking for. It's the long story short, or rather boring short story, even shorter, uh, a friend of mine, and, and you've met him, is a, a brew enthusiast, and uh, he gave me some of his homebrew, and it's a dark ale, and I hate dark ales, but this mm. one is... I hate dark ales because they tend to bring out all the the bitter tastes, and I'm not good with bitter tastes, like... I'm a guy that everybody's like, I found the perfect recipe for Brussels sprouts. You'll love it. I'm like, I will not love it. Like, it, no, it will not work. I thought um, you were going to say it brings out the bad side in you. Like, it brings <laughs> out the evil Chris. I don't Actually, like no, what it does I'm, to me. I'm a completely affable Dean Martin drunk, uh, <laughs> okay, just so good. you know. Right. Um, but it's, it's so I don't like the darks. Like, I'm not a Guinness guy or anything like that. Like, the paler, the better. If you can get, like, basically get me to a wheat ale, and I'll just stay there. Oh, okay. But right, he made gotcha. this wonderful, wonderful dark one where he, he makes it with, like, rum, which is also doubly amazing because I've tried them. was like, here, try this. We made it with scotch. It's like, this is even worse. Don't don't give me this one. <laughs> but this one is amazing. It's, it's n- not... It's almost like a mid-level when it comes to, like, those flavors that, that I kind of are not my fave well, and, but you, it is it is black it is pitch black yet yeah, i put it up to a light i can't see light through it it's that dark but it's by no means i mean is he can we can we convince him to call this like black slime can this have some oh. sort of a ghostbusters connotation to it you know like, i have no right to name it overall but there's nothing that says i can't name this little bit of batch that he gave me uh black slime the black slime i mean don't don't touch it sounds like it's a little potent. oh no it kills me slowly (laughs) it's killing me slowly it kills you slowly and it whispers to you which is a little creepy so don't Mm. worry about that yeah yummy stuff um all right well we have a lot on the rundown we have a lot to talk about let's just do it i mean it's 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 the wee hours of the morning the illusion of podcasting you guys are probably listening to this like first thing monday morning (laughs) to us it is very 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 late in the evening but, we are uh, recording an hour and 46 minutes later than we normally do. <laughs> so get ready. We're punchy. Here comes the news. This is the bit where usually you and I say, good night, Troy. Good night, Chris. <laughs> and, and instead then we hang we're up. saying, like, let's just let's do another going. show. Let's go, man. All right. Speaking of which, let's do another show. Here we go. Egon, Peter, I have some news from the world of Zozo. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. All right, so on the Ghostbusters 2016 front, uh, Chris, we we have a little we have little news items. We have like an international press junket that took place in Argentina. Um, a lot of Spanish speaking press. We saw a tweet at us. I don't know what you guys said, but it sounded very romantic. And thank you. I think I don't <laughs> entirely know what you said to me, but uh, yeah, for whatever reason, the the cast and the crew are in uh, Argentina. They're starting the Spanish speaking tour of all of the international press. So we've seen, you know, pastries and the Ectomobile is out there. 
Um, I, I feel like they're really trying to get this movie going on a global level. And I'm almost wondering if that, do you think that prompts another trailer watch? Are we, are we getting ready for another trailer here? Let's see. It's May. It's almost May. We're it's not going to say it's May, May yet. Yes. Well, okay. Here's the thing. What we're about to talk about and this Argentinian, uh, Argentinian uh, press tour is just the start of it. The, the full court press uh, marketing has begun. Yeah, this is it. May, um, June, ghost, and then we're done. Like, all the we've got social two more media, months. yeah, exactly. All the social media, Ghostbusters social media, and Sony social media has been pumping out those uh, the those really dynamic quote shots. Yes, yeah, with all the characters um, introducing them, kind of trying real, to get the word out. Real bright colors and high contrast, like really exciting stuff. Um, the press junket. Uh, we'll talk about some other advertising that's popped up. Yes, and I think yeah. it's just gonna. So I don't. I don't think there's okay. Trailer watch. Trailer watch two. Trailer watch two. I feel like dun, I mean dun, it has dun. to happen now. Now this is the Electric trailer Boogaloo. that you and I. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, no, the timing is right. Okay, we got three months out, which means the couple of weeks. So within the month of the movie coming out, the movie comes out in the middle of the month. So at the start of July, at the latest, they'll start dropping the TV ads, which means between the beginning of. Uh, May and the end of June and not too close to the start of July. So we're anywhere from two to four or five weeks away from another dropping another trailer, like into theaters. And yeah. Into I mean, I would think so. Online. I mean, like as, as we're, as we're recording this, you're listening to this on April 25th, but uh, Captain America Civil War comes out uh, in the next week, so you've got another big tentpole movie coming out. Of course, you're going to start getting all of the TV spots like you were talking about, Chris. You're going to uh-huh. start seeing print ads and posters and stuff in the newspaper. If you still read a newspaper, print is dead, I've heard. Um, it's the, the full court press is starting, and it's not just domestically and not just you know within the United States and Canada. I'm talking everywhere. Everywhere. As we've seen... Uh, Sony Pictures International groups that I was not previously aware of, I'm now well aware of because <laughs> they all showed up in my Twitter search because they all started talking Ghostbusters. So you name it, right? Like, uh, you know, Sony, uh, it's not even Sony Europe. It's like, you know, Sony UK, Sony France. It's like uh, all the major territories yeah, have their own subsidiary. Sony. Group. It's kind of crazy. I, I had Sony no Japan. idea. Yeah. Sony Japan is awesome by the way. I don't I think we post I posted it on my Twitter or something. They have their own Ghostbusters website. <laughs> Do <laughs> which they doesn't really? load I haven't very seen well. It. What, oh, what yeah. is it? Is well, it totally different? Yeah. It's 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 it doesn't have a lot of crazy new stuff. It's the same stuff but it's formatted differently and it's kind of got some sort of flashed base loading for whatever the first thing you see is and it's it's the silhouettes of the the team uh, uh, drawing in. Like it's they got some really keen little things. Interesting. I'm, I g- given what we know about uh, the swag you can get, and we'll talk about that more later. Uh, not in this episode, but once I uh, <laughs> I got a little present in the mail. Uh, <laughs> once I open it up, we'll we'll talk more about it specifically. But we did mention a few episodes back that. Buying your tickets in advance in Japan, a la the early days, yeah, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters, it comes with swag, right? Like we would, we talked about how in Japan, when you went and saw the original movies, they have these trailer, they have these trailer mag or not trailer mag, um, promotional magazines, right? Things that we'd go to the Seven Eleven and buy. There would be the Batman Superman poster book or whatever. In Japan, you get them at the theater, and it's still happening. People are buying tickets now. Yeah, in advance the program to books and stuff like that. Yeah, yes, program books. Uh, there's a light up pen, like it's just. But it was so, in the trailer. I mean, when you watch the Japanese trailer, they're advertising that pen in the trailer. In the trailer, I know. Oh, and God, to see the Ghostbusters uh, text logo in the Japanese uh, yeah. uh, katakana again. Oh, oh God, man, just, so good. I love that. But I, I'm putting it down that I think. Again, it's this great secret because we don't seem to tap into it very well. But I think Japan is is just – I think they are almost crazy big fans as we are. I just don't think it – I just don't think it translates or filters, or filters across to us enough, even with social media. But I, I think they're as big as any other uh, of the Western countries 
when it comes to Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, the bummer about that is, yeah, the language barrier there. But uh, yeah, well, Anyways, so let's let's talk about let's the domestic the, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, here we, you know, we're talking about the international press junket in Argentina, but uh, just outside of our back doors, you know, in Chicago, in New York, we're starting to see bus ads with the "Who uh-huh. you gonna call" banner gonna call? on it. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, and and that's all that they need. Obviously, I mean, they 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 know that it is a recognizable logo. They know that. Yep. They can sort of uh, cash in on that that tagline. Um, I still think they're doing their second, you know, the the current modern second guess wisdom, uh, where they put the little thing in the corner. You know, Ghostbusters July fifteenth, <laughs> but the the giant banner from a distance, the the from a distance read. If you want to do it that way. Is just who you're gonna call? Yeah, who and you gonna the, call with the no the, ghost? The O yeah. is the no ghost, and and it reminds me a lot of we talked about it a couple episodes ago. The the banners that you know the billboard ads that showed up on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood that were just the no ghost logo, or or they start out as a black billboard that had the no sign come up, and then the ghost showed up in front of it, and that's how Ray Parker Jr. learned that he was going to be doing the theme song. <laughs> like, it, you know, they they could just do it as nebulous as that, and it would totally be okay. So. I have a question here, Troy. Yeah. That giant jumbotron in Times Square. Yeah. Doesn't a certain company own that thing? I thought so. I haven't seen anything pop up yet. Do they not? I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty sure that that one that's underneath the um, Waterford crystal ball that drops every single July, uh, July 1st. God, I'm so tired. January 1st. New Year's is on July 1st now. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, so yeah, happy catch up, New everybody. Year. Yay. Um, but, uh, Troy, was, Troy was into summer New Year's before it was cool. Summer New Year's. You know what? Christmas in July, New Year's in July. I had it first, guys. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, that, that screen, that Jumbotron, that is a Sony Jumbotron. I'm waiting for that. That's it's got to get happen. pulled in at some point, right? And knowing that it's in the film based upon what we've seen in the trailers, you mm-hmm. know that some sort of a tie-in has to be there. So, you know, get ready. I mean, that's that's one thing that I really do miss is there was a lot of pomp and circumstance that used to follow movies. You know, like uh, if you follow one perfect shot on Twitter, they showed the taxi driver ad that was in Times Square and it lit up and it had these interactive lights and it was a big, almost like a Broadway play had a, a, a poster up in Times Square. I have a feeling Ghostbusters is going to have something similar. If it's not on Times Square proper, it's probably going to be somewhere down there on like Fifth Avenue Broadway somewhere somehow. But that's a New York movie. That's the New York audience. You know that they're going to have some pride for that. So uh, keep 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 your eye <laughs> out on that. Shot in Boston, but New York shot, movie. Uh, well, you know, exteriors were shot in New York. You know, let's be fair. It's your own fault for letting the property prices rise. What, what are you tweeting me on Twitter right now, Chris? I know it was shot in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but, this begs the question <coughs> what what's coming next i think probably all the major cities are going to start seeing what more bus ads more bus stop ads yeah bus stop ads you know the posters that are in the bus shelters themselves i'm sure that's on the way i'm sure like you said tv spots which are going to show us our next uh glimpses at footage and jokes and lines and things that we haven't seen before uh, possibly another trailer do you think maybe in this instance Sony's going to buy a full page in, in some of the upcoming IDW? Why? I would imagine. Wouldn't that seem so? like a, a. Or do they go the other way because they want the mass market and they just buy space? in the DC runs or the Marvel runs or whatever. I mean, I, I almost, that makes more frankly, sense Because frankly, that makes me. more sense. Yeah, but. that if, if Marvel and DC comics have the full page spread, you know, I, and, and not to berate what the IDW folks are doing, but yeah, they, they want that mass market audience. Now, it's not unheard of for a, a film ad to go into the IDW comics, and we've seen like the Diamond Select toys uh, advertised in the That's IDW true. comics too, so... I'm not discounting that at all, but um, yeah, I would think they're going to go as big as they possibly can. Um, Probably some heavy contra dealing going back and forth rather than (laughs) Sony going, look, we don't really want to spend money on you and we're, you know, synergy. Yeah. You Uh, owe us, man. Well, no, I think if, if they haven't struck this deal already, I think Tom then needs to go, great. Would you mind running a blurb about, you know, the IDW comic on the Ghostbusters Facebook feed, you know? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. For scratch, two million scratch our or three back, million, we'll scratch yours, that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Yeah. We would like three million people <laughs> to, to hear about our comic, please. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else we kind of run in. Television ads, another trailer probably. And, and uh, media. I mean, that's that's the other big thing is, you know, last week we talked about the Today Show and there was the no. CinemaCon. Um, we literally, as we recorded Entertainment Tonight, did their uh, big uh, release, which we'll talk about here yeah. in a second. But Thanks a lot. But. I know. The nerve of you, Entertainment Tonight. You know, 50-some years on broadcast, and you can't wait for the podcast about Ghostbusters to record your Not bit. even after we did Jeez. the podcast, but after we did the day after pickup of the podcast, because we knew this other thing was coming. It's like, oh, you... Uh, yeah, so, um, so I, I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of... You know, we'll see the... Uh, Hollywood one-on-one, MTV news, the, those kind of things where we're going to start seeing a lot of, of the cast and the crew out there in the open. But um, but well, let's let's talk about that for a second here, Chris, because the Entertainment Tonight set visit, it, it's, it's actually very ironic because in the podcast when we were talking about the Today Show visit with Al Roker, I said it reminded me of the Entertainment Tonight set visits. Next thing we know, an actual <laughs> Entertainment Tonight set visit is online, uh, what's funny is it didn't remind me of the Entertainment Tonight set visits. The Today Show kind of harkened back to the the days of old, where the Entertainment Tonight set visit was more uh, traditional press junket. E, you know that, yeah. that kind of like we talked about it last week that it was very fluffy and they're not again they're throwing the softballs out to the cast and not asking the hard hitting questions obviously, but. This there was no real set visit. It was a staged set. He had the four cast members. He had the car behind him. Yeah, it, uh, it, it feels like the Today Show got better access than Entertainment Tonight. Did you get that impression, Chris? A little bit, yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, unless, like I said, there. Entertainment Tonight is a weekly uh, entertainment magazine, whereas Today Show is every bloody morning and everybody has it on when they're getting ready <laughs> yeah, for work. Everybody has it on. Yeah. Cause as we said, they formatted it so that they ran it once for the early part of the show people. And then for the, we've dropped the kids off at school moms, they ran it all again in the, the second half. So I don't know. John Tesh wouldn't have stood for this. I'm John Tesh, yeah, Mary Hart would not Mary, have stood Mary, for this. They would have kicked their asses. <laughs> well, let's, let's play. I mean, even though it was very fluffy, it was very, very saccharine, and I'm I'm very sorry for this. But but I do want to play a few uh, clips from it because I feel like there were some good interview bites in there. And again, it, it also it shows the camaraderie and the um like the rapport that the cast already has built into place. Um, so here's a little bit of the Entertainment Tonight segment. You're like kicking people's butts. What has the physicality been like? Pretty intense. Thanks. I'm so. nice and sweaty for yeah. you. That's how well, I look yeah, here. Right in here. Real quiet. <laughs> nice. I was actually a size 16 when I got here. I'm like a size 9 now. Did you have any fashion say on the outfits? I'll take a jumpsuit any way I can get it. Cinched at the waist and still comfortable enough to do this? Yes. The only thing different about this from my daily wardrobe is that there's no cat hair on it. <laughs> this is Ecto-1, the vehicle that the ladies will use to chase ghosts in. Now, the original Ecto-1 started life as an ambulance. This one began as a hearse. Uh, you didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! How cool is the car, and then how heavy are those damn backpacks? <laughs> Super cool. It's a Cadillac. I can carry Kate easier than I can carry the packs. See, watch this. Go ahead. Easiest pie. Mm -hmm. Could do this all day. I bounce her when she gets upset. It's okay. Wait, 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 wait. Packs? <laughs> Take it out of me. Remember Annie Potts, the nerdy assistant in the original? This time around, it's Chris Hemsworth. I heard y'all love Chris Hemsworth. Oh, he's yes. Great. That's a funny guy that's been swinging a hammer. <laughs> and it's like, he's really funny. And like a freakishly, freakishly good improviser. Like it's, really? it's, it's too much, it's too much in one package. These ghosts can possess the human form. Are Melissa McCarthy and the rest of the Ghostbusters ready for a whole new batch of ectoplasmic goo? Stuff is actually really warm. Hmm. Director Paul Feig let me in on a little secret. Everyone who wants to get slimed and the minute you get slimed, you realize it's very hard to de-slime. The ladies got de-slimed enough to do a very cool thing. 
visiting a local children's hospital in Boston, which made for a bunch of happy kids. We were at our base camp and we looked up yeah, and okay. we saw these huge signs and like each letter was like this big and it said, who are you going to call? We just immediately were like, we're, we're going. Came with, with the packs and ran in and like we, we heard there was some ghosts here. <laughs> we scared them. <laughs> and during our day on the set, we met a group of local high school kids who had done a hilarious send up of the original Ghostbusters. I was signing something and I was like, wait, this almost looks like a permission slip. And they were all like, yeah, we skipped the first day of high school today, so you're. <laughs> so they're going to get a permission. They're all going to go. Yeah, I'm waiting to run. get the call from the principal. Who are you going to call? Well, is there going to be another magical theme? We Kate can... plays the flute. <laughs> Does so, she, Zamphir? Uh, it's the piccolo. I just spin around. Uh, only be useful in the video. I just spin in circles. If she was got the right shoes on, you put some like bread crumbs down, you hear the crunching. It's almost your percussion. <laughs> you just got chips. Oh please, don't stop. This is where we just slowly walk Activision video game. That was one too many souls. Activision video game. Anyway. Hey, let's follow up on the Activision video game, even though I tried to make the segue and it didn't work. No, it worked fine. And I think actually we definitely need to follow up because... We had no info last time we were talking about this. We had the 30-second TV spot and we had nothing else besides that. Now we have a little bit more. I mean, and again, I'm disclaiming we have a little bit more. We don't know everything about the game, but we know at least enough to talk more about it. So... <laughs> uh, Chris, what what were your impressions now? Now that we know more about this game, how are you feeling towards the scope and and the the mechanics of what this game is going to provide to us? Well, they filled us in on quite a bit more. We now know the circumstances why it's not the new team. Uh, we don't know exactly why, but they set it up as the new team. It's after the definitely after the 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 movie, and the new team is off doing so. They've recruited. How much is this supposed to stick as canon to the movies? We don't know. But that's the setup. The new team has hired, or, you know, they're an even newer team. Um, and they're too lot, busy. Like, the, the press release says they're too yeah. busy to handle whatever this is that you have to handle. So, so you're they the new recruits. Get this new crew. Um, they do say there's RPG elements. Uh, there is, like, equipment pickup and swapping. Uh, I don't know if they're the ones who fed it out or if somebody said, oh, like Diablo 3. Um, but there's a bit of a feeling that yes it's going to be a little bit of a an isometric um rpg but there's kind of like this weird shooter thing to it going on too rather than the the click and attack of a diablo it might you know it might be a little more i don't know but the screenshots they put out are show off a lot more detail than the trailer did i really kind of like the look of it yeah i mean um, it, it feels more like i i actually feel bad about saying that it was sanctum of slime uh last week on the show because it it does feel a lot bigger than that to me a even lot though bigger and i think that there's a lot more from the screenshots that we see that the style decision was actually a deliberate decision and as somebody pointed out uh it'll work out in the long run because these stylized games tend to survive um, how do I put this? Uh, if you try to make a photorealistic game against the, um, the, the, the edge of the envelope with the console and on the, it only stands up for so long and then right. it looks dated. Whereas a stylized game, like you can go back to the, the Wii, uh, version of the Ghostbusters, the video game, the, Ghostbusters, the video game starting to look long in the tooth, uh, <laughs> even though it was so amazing when it came out, the Wii version or the PS2 version, depending on what you want to go on, because it was stylized, still fun to play and look at and run around. This one kind of taps yeah. into the same thing. Um, what I did like is we got confirmed that there is co-op and not just, uh, like local, uh, so no internet co-op, but they said local area for the steam PC one. Yeah, that's that's what I'm confused on, and then this is where I waited to talk to my resident uh, video game expert. Hello, yeah. Chris of Kerberos Productions. Um, Hi. What it means, if you want me to, well, how do I put this? Like, well, it says it's, local co-op, four-player local co-op, but then does that discount online co-op, or does that discount how how is that co-op going to be functioning, or is this only for Steam 
Because each platform has a different uh, setup as well, right? Like, I could be playing on Xbox Live with uh, internet co-op, and Steam could be different, right? Okay, the formats are not going to all touch one another. I guarantee that right now. There's no way this game had that level of of technical background. I mean, we don't even see that in a lot of other games, to be honest. They let uh, the systems play with one another. Um, They did mention in some of the releases that the console ones, at the very least... Our couch co-op. We don't know whether they use the the server setups uh, that um, that Expo, you know, Sony and Microsoft uh, kind of have to let you play over the net with people. And pr- again, probably not. In the time that they had, they probably said, you know what the simplest thing is? Let's just split the screens and you play there. Which is okay, actually, because mm. I think a lot of people listening to this probably remember a lot of fun nights playing... Uh, yeah, like GoldenEye and Mario or Kart or Halo. Halo. Yeah, right. exactly. Now, for the PC, that's a little different. And actually, it's a, a little more confusing, too, because they say local area network, uh, like co-op. Right. Which, again, suggests that you play it in the same space, which is a little weird because that these days, you know, nobody drags their machines anywhere. I, to, yeah, to I haven't anymore. done that since high school. I mean, when we were playing Unreal tournaments, like with computers uh, in the, yeah. the computer lab, you know, like I I haven't done a LAN party in such a long time. So I, that doesn't make sense to me. But And the other thing is, is that Steam, the Steam uh, Works uh, SDK, actually has its own matchmaking uh, that you can tap into. So in theory, it shouldn't have been that hard. Oh, they could just, just plug into that. Yeah. Well, that's so, weird. I don't know. Unfortunately, it's a little too early to get that all clarified. Hmm. I'm sure we will soon. Know. I'm happy enough just knowing that they confirm co-op play one yeah. way or another. Well, I mean, let's 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 back up a little bit because we're taking our information from uh, the Steam uh, landing page uh, is is what we're kind of taking this from. So a we, little bit we, of that, and a couple of articles that came out, like IGN and all them, got their hands on what sounds like some copy from. Uh, Activision. Oh, on the so, console side. On the console side. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. That's where I first heard the 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 that couch co-op was involved with the console. Got it. Okay. Because that to me, when you look at that Steam landing page, it says co-op, local co-op, and I don't, I don't know if that means online co-op and local co-op. And I know a lot of people online have already started saying only local co-op. What is this? 1990. You know that. Uh, yeah, well, co-op started, usually, but it's it's so confusing. We don't have clear direction yet here. It's it's tough to jump to these conclusions. Or we may be second guessing ourselves because if it says co-op local co-op, what it may be saying is that um, they are using the Steam for matchmaking, so you can play co-op across the net. And the local co-op is, and you and I talked about this before we started recording, the equivalent of saying you can play split screen couch co-op, yeah. or actually. How do we put this? Split screen or couch co-op? No, that makes no sense. It's not even split screen. We didn't see that in any of the screenshots. It is more like the four of you wandering around playing. Yeah, like Diablo you do the, style. Like, you I think that Diablo's a, a good yeah, uh, You could do yeah. that on a computer. The problem is, is that people with PCs, it's a slightly different animal to plug in four controllers than your your console. I don't know. You know what? We may be overthinking it. It may just be mm-hmm. for all three of them. You can either play across the net or, you know, local co-op i'm fine with that i i don't care either way i'm just happy that it's starting to look like it's getting deeper and meatier than we thought yeah yeah uh, still there's very a lot more off the but, surface yeah. level but it, yeah you're right it is an arcade game um but with with a lot of added elements into it so well rpg to grow your character and mixing and matching equipment that sounds like a lot of fun yeah, yeah, and hopefully, if there is an online uh, element to it, that we can start uh, gathering our masses of of crossrip listeners, and we can start yeah. having these online nights. That's that's what I'm looking forward the, to. So, yeah, the one thing that kind of caught us off guard was, do you know the thing I'm thinking of? Mm. The, the one thing that made us stop and go. It was the one thing that we said, as long as it's not. And yeah. and that's what yeah the price point. <laughs> price yeah, point. I wondered if you were going to talk about that because I saw that too, and I thought. That seems strange. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and this may be why we're overthinking it, because you know what? If they did put the time in to do the the networking and matchmaking and all that sort of stuff, no matter what you think about what the game looks like, it looks stupid. Um, yeah, you know who you are. That's what you sound like. Um, <laughs> that costs yeah, money. Then, then costs that's money. That's, that costs money. Yeah. If for no other reason than, you know, on the console side especially, um uh, you know, they may still have to set up their own, uh, run their own server stuff, and that's got some overhead. And so, yeah, it's not the ideal party 
price point, but at the same time, it looks like it's not exactly a simple party game. Um, yeah, it's it's not the quick arcade game that I thought it was going to be. That it's five no. minutes and done, and and you're out. But so, uh, and and, and look, yeah, I just, I just I just paid forty nine ninety nine for a season pass on Star Wars Battlefront, <laughs> which is an additional fifty dollars on top of a fifty dollars that I already paid for another uh-huh. game. So uh, come on, all right, fine. If it's going to be at the fifty dollar price point, it's going to be at the fifty dollar price point. As ho- a, and as a Steam exclusive PC game, it means at the end of the day, kids, you know you don't want to pay that. Wait. And the Steam sale will come along. We yeah, all know, exactly. you know what I mean. Relax. It'll you can be get... ten dollars in a few months, and you'll you'll get a chance to play it. So yeah, sell some of your your trading cards and uh, you know, save up. <laughs> That's and gonna not, be your answer phys- to everything, isn't it? Just just <laughs> well, sell off the trading about, cards. I was about to clarify. I don't mean the physical <laughs> ones. I mean the uh, Steam has their own cards. Games oh, actually. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. If it's in the Steam system. Uh, a, I want to see what the achievements are because it says it has achievements, and I do want to see those, Ooh. but they're locked up. We can't see them yet. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Steam trading cards and Steam trading cards, you get them as you play. They pop up randomly. Sometimes you get doubles. You can trade them or even sell them in the Steam marketplace. But the thing is, is uh, they all come with a, a little piece of art that usually when you click on it to examine it, you see the larger piece of art and you can combine them together to get other stuff like backgrounds and avatars. And all. I hadn't even thought about that. I want to see what Ooh. stuff they have for Ghostbusters. Yes, yes. Ooh. See, I thought you were already talking about selling your Cryptozoic trading cards oh, like no, you were talking about last but week. I, okay. but, I, but I think I have that earmarked for, what do I have that earmarked for? That what was, don't I have that earmarked for? That was for? earmarked for the, um, if I recall correctly, the Visual History Collector's Edition. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, we now can answer the question, does that temple door fit the action figure temple space? And the answer is no, it's way too big. Yeah, no, it's way too big. And that's not a bad problem to have. No, so but how do we there. know that? Am I jumping ahead here? No, it's you are late. you are jumping in, but that, that's okay. It's late. We got this. What do you got? <laughs> I was just going to mention that uh, Diamond Select has unleashed Wave 2 and told us Wave 3 and 4 of their Ghostbusters figures. So, yeah, this this happened. Uh, I actually haven't seen this. So what are, what are the waves now? Because we've been asking Zach Oat about that. What have they kind of parsed out these figures into? Um, so we know the first three was Lewis, Ray, and Winston. Right. And then the next three to come along are, and I've got the text here. Uh, this week, the second series, uh, is Pete Venkman, Egon Spengler, and Dana Barrett, which is to say Dana, uh, in, uh, Zool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 seven inch scale. Um, each of these comes with a piece of the rooftop. Uh, which will be spread across all 15 releases in the line. Ha! Once you have Series 2 in your hands, you'll be able to pre-order Series 3. Ghostbusters Series 3 features Slimer. uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Lifting Slimer. Yeah, do you even lift bro Slimer? Jim bro Slimer. Yeah. uh, Janine and what they say, Quitting Time Ray. Oh, Quitting Time Ray. Okay, that's good. I'll go with that. Quitting Time Ray. Uh, And the thing is, is I have to get him now because he has the temple piece, but to be honest, I'm not big on doubles, but so far, they haven't gone super crazy. Pre-orders are open for all three figures starting this week. Uh, yep. D- uh, pieces, accessories. Ray comes with his Ghostbusting gear. Janine will come with a phone, buzzer, and takeout containers. And Slimer will come with two interchangeable faces, one of them stuffed with hot dogs. <laughs> Series 4 comes with Gozer, Walter Peck, oh, uh, oh. and Slimed Peter. Wait, have we seen those other two figures before? I haven't seen Gozer or Walter Peck on their nope. lineup yet. We haven't seen a thing, and they still haven't told us, but they've revealed what they are. Ah, so Gozer, Walter Peck, Slime Peter. Series 5 is Terror Dog, oh. Library Ghost, and Taxi Driver Ghost in early 2017. So that gives you some idea of how spread out these are. Okay, so these, these are, yeah, there's a little bit of time in between them. That's probably why we haven't seen them yet either. That makes a lot of sense. But So 5 times 3, that's the 15. So by, you know, early, you know, Q1 2017, you will have all the pieces for the diorama. Um, yeah, only available in... Uh, select versions of the figures in larger specialty market exclusive packaging with spine artwork, which is basically a 
a close-up shot of the person, the actor's head <laughs> from the movie. Um, and it mean, when they say market exclusive, it means go to your comic shop. You're not going to find yeah. it. They'll probably, and they haven't confirmed this, do like they did with the first three in a mass market version without the temple piece in a smaller package at Toys R Us, etc. I'm assuming. Like, they don't. And right. I guess we'll find out fairly soon. Well, that was a confusing one because it was Christmas, heading into Christmas. They didn't have the specialty ones out yet, so they put those out... But they came out in advance of the specialty ones with the temple pieces. The new wave is out this week, and we haven't seen any of these mass market ones. So that's a weird one. I don't. Yeah, that's that's a little confusing to me. The yeah. way that they released those, the Toys R Us exclusives, like the uh, it was Ray, Winston, and Lewis. Um, I yeah, that is a little confusing. It's a little strange, and it actually but, kind of backs up our thought that it might have just been oh crap, we're going to miss the Christmas 2015 market. Yeah, quick, quick ship them all, that kind of thing. Put something yeah. in there. Hmm. Um, well, they they I, have they have the Burger King glasses. We haven't talked about those. No, also. I love those. It was Man, a big week for Dallas. Like yeah, those are supposed to be out this week too, and I haven't been to my comic shop, and I'm hoping they're sitting there waiting for me. I yeah, these are these are so. It's the strangest thing. I, I can't. So pretty. Like, Chris, I can't tell you, like, when Star Trek, the new J.J. Uh, Abrams, Chris Pine version came out, and they did those Burger King glasses of Star Trek, yeah. I, I went to Burger King, and I probably gained 20 pounds just trying to get all of those glasses. <laughs> and and I keep saying, like, if the new Ghostbusters comes out, that's what I want. I just, I want those fast food glasses, and I don't know why they have such a, a sentimental value to me. Yeah. But here they are for the for the original movie coming out from Diamond Select. I've seen them on GB Fans. You know these are these are awesome. I have to have like three or four sets of them. My wife you, will kill me, but I need you. to have them. Yeah. But, but sweetheart, you need a full play setting. That's I, how you, it goes. Yeah, you have just, to. Just tell her, sweetie. Everybody need, wants to be Peter. Okay, so we need four Peters at least. At least. Uh, and just imagine the drinking games you can come up with. Yes, exactly. exactly. But the best news is you don't have to buy any fast food because they're just no. go to your specialty shop. They're ten bucks each. Yeah, they're ten bucks each. You you can't buy the set that I've seen nope, yet, right? Individual. You have to buy them individually. But uh, you don't have to buy a Whopper or a, a Big Mac with them. So that's <laughs> like that's twelve hundred calories that you get to save, and that's that's probably for the better. Ugh. Did I ever tell you about my Batman mugs? Oh no. The Bat- Batman, Batman or Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yep. Uh, yeah. McDonald's had the clear glass ones with the. Yeah. Yeah. I I lucked out, I, and let's be honest, I probably would have eaten the sandwiches because they in Canada they came out with the uh, the hero sandwiches, which were a, basically a refurbishing of this other sandwich they had, which was called the hockey hero sandwich, <laughs> which for all intents and purposes is a really sloppy BLT esque cheeseburger on a McRib's like, elongated bun. Oh, as many calories as humanly possible, it sounds it was, like. It was, and they were, they, well, yeah, they were pretty mayonnaise uh, yummy sort of thing. Uh, uh, you know, I could enjoy them at winter days, but again, I wanted the 12. There was four mugs, and I wanted a four of each. I, wanted, I don't know why. I wanted the whole set, because <laughs> I was crazy and stupid. And I, uh, one day I told my mom and my, my mom's like, we should totally do that. And I'm like, you're not supposed to enable my crazy ideas, but okay, let's go do it. And I, she's like, where do we go? And I said, there's a new McDonald's. It opened up like just last month. This is in Calgary. And I said, I bet you they got their allotment and they just barely opened up and they didn't have time to give them all out. They're I bet you sitting. they have everything. And uh, I went, we pulled up at the drive-thru, we ordered lunch, and I said, this is going to seem strange. Do you have a lot of extras of the mugs, and may I buy four of each? And they said, please do. And wow. Sure One meal and 12 mugs. So I'm moving to Calgary, Calgary is what Cagl- you're saying. Calgary? Cagl- yeah, go Cagl- for it. Calgary. Cagl- it's right What's next Cagl- to, It's right next to Moose Jaw. Um, <laughs> so anyways, the small aside, I'm right there with you. I back you up. It's not crazy. To want to spend $120 on, on glasses. On fast uh, food glasses. Yeah, exactly. Even I'm sitting there going, well, I need one to put on my display case next to my Ghostbusters 2 collector's glasses, the Sunoco yes. ones. Yes, exactly. exactly. And then I need four to have on my shelf uh, to drink out of. Maybe well, another four for inevitably my son or I will break one of them. So Yeah, one of them breaks or you put a couple <laughs> on the pinball machine and they fall off of the pinball machine. And, you know, that uh, these the, are problems that most people have, right? Like you, you guys are going to have the pinball machine, right? Yeah, yeah for, for speculating and selling off later. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Hey, but uh, spe- speaking of that pinball machine um, that I will never be able to afford, even though I can probably <laughs> afford the them. fast food glasses. Yeah, exactly. But uh, did you read that arg- article in Forbes about the... Um, I did. It, it, I mean, it was it was supposed to be about the Ghostbusters pinball machine from Stern, but it actually was a really good read about the decline and resurgence of pinball machines and... Um, you know, how all of the info in there is stuff that we've already covered in other podcasts, like the Pepper's ghost effect and the magnets that grab the ball and then play catch with it and stuff. But what I found particularly interesting was the conversation that they had about, uh, pinball machines kind of coming back into style that, you know, there are, there's these barcades, there's all of these people that are enthusiasts for pinball machines, um, especially properties of the eighties, for whatever reason, it has had a resurgence. And that's why Stern is, is sort of at the forefront of this because they've always been there. They've always been working on these pinball machines and they're always sort of, uh, evolving their designs and, and, ev- and evolving what the gameplay is on their pinball machines. And, and I thought it was really interesting. They also mentioned things that we didn't see in the pinball machine. Did you catch on to that, Chris? Like, yeah, the crossing the stream, mechanism. the crossing the streams. Yeah, um, like they they had considered having the beams on the play field, like slowly kind of uh, crossing toward each other. And once they crossed, then you were totally screwed, and, and yeah. it was the end of the world. But they couldn't quite figure out how to incorporate that into the game, or the mechanics weren't working out, or something. It never got past prelim stages. Um, yeah, I really liked that he talked about his design philosophy, which was design sky's the limit because it's easier to pull stuff out. Yeah, and then figure than it out to make later. Then to make a simple one, and then try to figure out how to cram in awesome extra stuff later. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, from that end, we know that the LE one was the one they designed first with uh, the the ghost magnets, which is great. So the gro- the ghost bumpers. Uh, if anybody didn't read it, it amounts to if you've seen a pinball machine, you've probably seen the uh, it gets down near the bottom and hits one of the sides, and there's these rubber bands, like these big rubber bumpers, and when it touches it, uh, a, an arm kicks it out and just <laughs> whacks the ball away. <laughs> In this case, they in the 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 top two top tiers, the not the pro, but what is it, the LE and the uh, deluxe, deluxe, yeah. In those two editions, what they did is they took the bumpers out and put magnets under the playfield, so that when the ball comes by, a quote unquote ghost messes with the ball, and I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, and then just <laughs> chucks it in any direction that any it feels direction. fit. I'm like, yeah. that is amazing, and it does mean then that the 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 pro and versus the two upper tier ones play different because the pro one has the old school kick bump uh, bumpers yeah so you know you know you may be hot shot on the pro one and then you gotta up your you know your game skills to play one of the other ones because yeah it's got this essentially a whole new play feature well i mean that brings up an interesting point do any of these um the arcades and the barcades and things that we've been talking about do they get these le and deluxe versions because again it's it's sort of confusing because pro is like the base version of it and then le and deluxe are sort of the souped up version that has all of these things but but do any of these like if i go into my local uh bowling alley they're not going to have the le version of this this pinball machine right the le maybe not because that was limited to 500 and it sold out instantly and that smells a lot like uh, you know, specialty player buys and stuff like that. Maybe the odd one, but there was a video online. Uh, one of the Ghostbuster crew, a lot, and I'll say this right now: a lot of Ghostbusters crews are getting invited to uh, various local uh, arcades and all that that are bringing it in as part of a launch. There's one happening here uh, next Wednesday. Yeah, they're happening all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Uh, and there was some video footage of one of them. They obviously got theirs in. It has like sirens and 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 lights next to it and all that. It doesn't look like just a basic pro. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry whether it was the uh, the LE one or not. But I think it may not be uncommon to maybe find the deluxe one in certain places. Hmm. Uh, places where they think that maybe kids, you know, bars probably not. Uh, arcades with a lot of kids, like a lot of public walkthrough, probably not, but yeah. you know, more uh, targeted ones, or you know maybe um, 
uh, comic shops or board gaming shops that might bring in a couple in the back or something, they may bring it in. But, oh, interesting. Uh, so the the okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense because if they yeah. were limited to like five hundred, I I figured it would be in rich people's basements and the five hundred definitely. But, yeah. The deluxe, they never told us a number, but hmm. the deluxe, while they're less in number than the pro, there's still quite a number of them. I think they probably. Uh, are the ones that will end up, uh, you'll see one. Actually, it might be a good hunt. To, you know, yeah. Start, you, guess what? You see one when they come out. If you see one, please report it to us yeah, on social media so we can sending some tell the world. Because I know for a fact, um, you know, even not just Ghostbuster fans, but uh, pinball fanatics and all that would love to know where they can get their hands on trying out uh, something above the pro model. So yeah, I mean that that uh, Stern threw out. If if you go to our uh, Proton Charging Ghostbusters HQ Twitter accounts, uh, Stern is holding these big launch parties, and I don't think it's Stern. It's like the International Pinball Association of America. Like it's it, whoever the tournament yeah. champions of pinball are. They're actually holding these because it's it's such a heralded event for this pinball machine to come. come yeah, I don't out, know what so. the push is, but I don't even think it's just them either because. I know the local one is not from the, unless they're tapped into these competitive chapters and all that, they themselves are just having, it almost seems like if you got your hands on a Ghostbusters one, uh, they're all unveiling at roughly the same time mm. and they're all having parties to say, we've got one, come play. Uh, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And, uh, you know, speaking of these arcade machines, you got to go check out you know, your like your local Dave and Busters or uh, Ticket Redemption type places because uh, Play Mechanics, their game is also shipping as well. That's uh, that, right. That first week in May, so about a week after you're listening to this, uh, those machines are going to be hitting. And, you know, this, I, this is, we've talked insist, about this a lot. I insist, yes, I insist that you call them uh, Dave and Ghostbusters, however. Dave and Ghostbusters, <laughs> which there was the event out in Irvine. I sadly did not get to attend. Um for the reasons that the cyclotron has also been delayed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, those those machines are going to be hitting the stores, the arcades anytime now. So you'll be able to sit down, you'll be able to throw ping pong balls at ghosts and uh, get some tickets and get some, you know, uh, like pop rocks out of it. I don't know what else you can get out of like one or two plays of a game, but not hey, a lot. <laughs> just save those tickets. You could get an Xbox or like a Wii U or something like that. It's only like 5,000 million tickets. It's totally yeah. fine. There's a one by our, our house. Our, it's a kid's market on Granville Island, and our son goes there to the haircutting place, and they have a video ticket redemption area of games, uh, which are lots of fun. I'm kind of hoping they'll bring in the Ghostbusters. I think the Ghostbusters may be a little above the uh, mm. the target demographic, but I will say now, yeah, we got uh, quite a few tickets there one birthday party uh, that we were attending, and uh, <laughs> he walked away with three plastic rings, so... So good on him, yeah. Oof. But you got to walk, if you went to Granville Island, you got to walk away with some sweet beers because, dude, <laughs> Granville Island Brewery, I'll I know plug you guys for free. Just send me a flight or two. It's totally I know. Fine. I know what I got to bring down to you next time I come down. That's Yes, easy. yes. I love it. I love it. That's a big iffy gun. According to who's who in the spirit world, the Ghostmaster rates is a class 11. 11? Right. Even if we could use our traps and throwers, we can never hold him. You, you find that most guys who do voices in the cartoons all uh, are can do many impressions of people and sounds and all that. But uh, other cartoon characters, I do. Uh, I do uh, Baby Kermit on the Muppet Babies. And Skeeter, don't forget Skeeter. Now she's a little girl, and he never mentions her because he's a male chauvinist frog. Oh, do you remember we were talking last week, Chris, about Frank Welker and how some people were upset that he wasn't the voice of Slimer in the new movie and yep. we were kind of we were telling people that they were a little short sighted that yeah, you know, Frank Welker was the voice in the cartoons, but you gotta go back a little farther than that. We had no idea when we were talking about that, by the way that Frank Welker was going to be getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. So here we are joking about he's got so many things to do. He has way too many things to do to do your little movie. 
No, that's that's true. He's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Daytime <laughs> Emmys next week, and we had no idea. I know. Boy, he ranks up there, right? Yeah, like, I mean, uh, Mel, Mel Blanc was the man of a million voices, right? I don't think we can take that moniker from anybody, but I feel no. like I feel well, like Frank Welker might be able to steal that from him because... A man of a million sounds, because to be honest, he's got a good stable of characters, but he, what he's really good at is just anything you need. Yeah, monsters and animals yeah. and dogs and all sorts of crazy stuff. And then, well, because yeah, people don't think about that, right? Like, if well, or for example, the whole you know, why don't they use them for Ghostbusters? Because there's no such thing as a sound library of ghosts. Well, that's not true. You can buy them, but they're usually somebody going ooh. ooh. Um, but you know, you make a movie and you got a bear in it. Well. You know, what if the bear didn't make a sound on the day of recording? What if he didn't like it? Well, bring in Frank uh, Welker. Bring in Frank He'll... Welker. Or, or Slimer, he didn't talk in those first uh, couple seasons of the show. He had to make these grunts and these gibberishy voices. And yeah. that was all Frank Welker. It was him. You know? They're the guy they sit down and go, we have an elephant and we need <laughs> to sound slightly confused by the thing it sees. And then he comes up with the sound. This is what an elephant sounds yeah. like when it's confused. <laughs> And, so and not to mention the fact that he was also, I mean, we're, we're saying he's the voice of Slimer, but he was also the voice of Ray Stance. So like, voice of Ray Stance, he, voice of Slimer. Uh, to be honest, uh, all the way back to uh, Freddie Jones. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the one constant in Scooby-Doo, by the way, all other voices have changed to sometimes two day, or three times. To this day, Frank Still Walker. Him. Still him. Um, Amazing, and it's a good. Actually, I'll I'll throw it out there. If you're kind of like, what do I want to watch? Go watch um, Mystery Incorporated. The two seasons of Mystery Incorporated are amazing. Um, and I say that as a Ghostbusters fan. Uh, obviously, there's kind of a thematic uh, overlap there. Yeah. For me, but uh, again, like I said, Frank Welker from what was it, late '60s to now has always been Fred Jones. It's it's insane. I mean. I don't, they've, I they've, cycled, they've cycled Daphne. They've cycled Velma. Uh, the Scooby Doo voices has changed a few times. Frank himself did it a couple of times. Yeah, in certain and years. Um, Casey Kasem is no longer the voice no longer of with us. Sh- yeah. So uh, I mean, it's amazing. And that's just you know the two things. And I think he did some walk-ons, like he did some early television work, like in the seventies and eighties. He'd do little. Sp- you know, you find him every once in a while as a walk-on character and uh, was a comedian. There's a hard-to-find record out there. Hmm. Um, our, the sadly gone uh, Doreen Mullman, who was a big advocate yeah, of voice actors. Of voice promoting actors, them, yeah. She uh, always, like, he would put some up or she had a couple or they when they'd show up on eBay, she'd let people know. And he that's how he started was as a stand-up. Hmm. And uh, he has a, an album. <laughs> so, uh, which I would desperately love to hear now that I think about it. So, yeah, I mean, the, we'll, we'll try to seek it out and we'll try to play a little bit of oh, a, a, on good. the air here. We should but, totally uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and just, just in honor of, of Frank Welker, you know, as you're listening to this on Monday, uh, the creative daytime, daytime Emmys are tomorrow. So, um, they're really hard to find. I don't even know if they're being broadcast this year, which really <laughs> sucks. So do, do what you can try to support Frank Welker because this guy has been everywhere. You will recognize, even if you grew up a kid of the eighties or the nineties, you were a Ninja Turtles kid. Yeah. Guess what? He was the voice of he like Toka and Rezar in the, the live action movies. He's everywhere. Frank Welker is plastered all over everything. I think if you want to show him a little love, hit social media after he's gotten the award keep your eye on any other voice actor of note and just be sure to like and heart and retweet and share whatever they say. Yeah. Just to kind of amplify yeah. their single. Cause I guarantee you, uh, his, um, uh, Ghostbusters cohort, uh, Morris LaMarche. Yes. Yeah. Will mention it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Billy West and, uh, uh, Tom Kenny and any, like I said, anybody who's a voice actor of note, they're a very close knit community, and he's kind of, he's kind of sits at the the the, the Godfather top right now. By uh, <laughs> yeah, they all love currency. and respect him. Yeah, so absolutely. watch watch for their their uh, congratulations, and like I said, just help amplify that signal. And I yeah. think that's a real good way to let him know that we all know he he got the uh, the lifetime achievement award, and we all applaud heartily. 
So, so one last uh, news item here, Chris, and I'm I'm gonna try to do it as a joke. Let's see how this works. Here we go. <clears throat> sure. All right. So, uh, Bill Murray and uh, John Favreau walk into a bar. Stop me if you've heard this one. Um, no, no, seriously, stop me if you. I don't. I don't really know how we're gonna talk about this because it's one of those weird things. I, I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but guys, seriously, if you are involved with Ghostbusters, it follows you everywhere to the point where if you are at a nightclub in New Orleans during the Jungle Book press tour, Ghostbusters is going to follow you. And uh, Bill Murray and John Favreau, they were um, they were going to a little bit of a jazz bar, hanging out, having a few drinks, uh, smoking a few cigars. And all of a sudden, the band broke into... Well, here, listen to this. It's so good. It has the most brilliant cast in the movie. And uh, Bill Murray, of course, is it, just incredible as Baloo. Did you spend much time with him outside of just being in a booth and recording stuff? I tried to because I'm a big fan. Yeah. And, and part of the reason I moved to Chicago from New York was because I wanted to study improvisational comedy. And I grew up watching Meatballs and Saturday Night Live and Ghostbusters. And I've been trying to work with him for a long time. Not an easy guy to get a hold of. Yes. Doesn't have like a traditional agent arrangement. And after writing a letter, sending some artwork, he agreed to do this. And so when he showed up, we, we worked together. And I happen to mention offhand, we're going to be recording the music down in New Orleans. It might be fun if you popped in to record. Yeah. Thinking that it might, you know, he, he will do random things like that. Maybe it's appealing. And sure enough, he showed up in New Orleans and we ended up hanging out. Uh, not just recording bare necessities there, but then we went out in Frenchman Street and we hit all the all the all the spots, and we went into we went into this one place. There was a band. The, the the club was no bigger than this stage. We sat in. There was a brass band playing, and if you've ever been in New Orleans, they have the best music. Yeah, the best music there is. Yeah, that's right. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and in the middle of the song, when they saw it was Bill Murray, they stopped and just burst into Ghostbusters. Oh my and God. It was the best. And the, the whole room lit up, and he loved it. And he leaned into me and says, John, you really need a theme song. Now, what you can't see, because this is a podcast and you can't see anything, is uh, Bill Murray's actually being kind of nice about this. You know, I would think that Bill Murray, after all these years, would kind of be like, all right, guys, I got it. Move on. All right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. I'm going to grab your cell phone. I'm going to throw it off of a roof. That's what I do. I'm Bill Murray. But he's he's being nice. He's laughing. He's sort of clapping along. He's really getting a kick out of it. Granted, they're in a jazz bar at 2 o'clock in the morning in New Orleans, so he's probably like three or four hurricanes in. But, <laughs> cold, uh, golden Cadillacs, you mean. Golden Cadillacs in. But, you know, he's he's really living this up. And, and it reminds me of that, that bit that he had on the David Letterman show after he recorded his voice as Peter Vankman for the video game where he was walking out of the, the sound recording studio and was kind of humming the, the Ghostbusters theme song to himself and... I guess he got caught. He saw a couple of passersby in New York who saw him, you know, Bill Murray, the Bill Murray, humming the Ghostbusters theme to himself. And he's like, God, look at that guy. How full of himself he is. Just walking down the street humming the Ghostbusters theme song. I, I, I kind of got a shade of that, that he's kind of living this moment up again, which I, I really enjoyed seeing. Did you get that same feeling, Chris? A little bit, yeah. And I mean... I think now more than ever, he's. Uh, this is if there's any year where he's going to embrace the kind of legacy impact that Ghostbusters has for him like, and his life's work. This is the year to do it. So right, yeah, absolutely. And we and we've spoken before that he's got kind of an investment in it because the almost the entire cast is uh, fellow alumni, SNL alumni, and Melissa McCarthy is a favorite of his. So yeah. I don't think there's anything about this movie that he would, you know, kind of poo-poo right now. He well, may be sick of it by the end of the year, but right now... <laughs> he may get sick of it. That's that's very true. But but the fact that Bill Murray is... 
again, he's there for another reason. Let's let's think about trademark Bill Murray style. If he's out there promoting Lost in Translation and somebody brings up Ghostbusters, he usually gives them sort of a smart ass like, meh, whatever. I don't I don't care, dude. I'm not going to talk about this. He's being pretty good natured about it, which is I. I <laughs> it's growth. Yeah, I feel like Bill Murray, yeah. he's latching back onto it. Well, that and it's not on his shoulders anymore. All those previous yeah, times, everybody true. was staring squarely at him going, what are you going to do about it? And now he's like, I don't have to do anything. No, the, I'm just the, one fifth of the, the ownership of this. And uh, these women I, are going to yeah. carry it from now on. I, I just get to sit back and watch. So, yeah. So, I mean, good to see him having some fun with it. Um, if you haven't seen the video, please go check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the band is fantastic. It really makes me want to go to, to new Orleans and, and hang out, but, <laughs> Uh, so, slip them 20 bucks and say, please play it again. <laughs> please do it again. Pretend I'm Bill Murray. This don't worry about it. It's just a fantasy. It's totally fine. But, uh, yeah, go, go check out this video. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, Hey, Bill Murray, we're, we're glad to see you smile, man. We like, we like seeing you. Have don't fun. wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Whoa, Chris. All right, so... Last week, two hours. This week, people don't know, but we've been recording for um, three hours and 33 minutes now. Uh, the, the podcast that they're hearing is only an hour. We kept it to our usual format. But, yeah. uh, man, we have a lot, to talk about, a lot to talk about, and that's why I'm so tongue-tied, because it's like 1 o'clock in the morning and I can't speak. But uh, I'm hoping you've got final thoughts in you. Do you have, do you have it in you? I have a few. Yes, you can do this. I have faith in you, sir. Go. I have a multi ones. One. Yes. Um, one is it came up our uh, our delightful friends at um, yes have some podcast talked about doing some um, some live recording. Yes. I think How did maybe, that go? I think that I was supposed know. to be happening right now. I'm excited, though, and thinking, why didn't we think about that? We're too busy. I think we should try that. I don't know what, under what circumstances, but we keep inviting people to call us in, but maybe at some point we should try and live stream. Do a little so, live stream. How about uh, for a premiere of a certain movie? Oh, that might be. How do you well, feel about that? Well, we're going dark, so... We're going dark, I'm but going we could dark. always live stream on the day that it comes out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Well, we could, depending on where we're at, we could periscope it up and have people, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure something out. I think we should, though. I would really like to, especially after the Cyclotron, I'd like talking to as many fans as possible. And the call-in's great, but it is kind of one step removed. It'd be nice to kind of, you know, yeah, have, have an engaged conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my other final thought is, is uh, do you know who else Frank Welker did the voice of? He did Frey. Uh, Frey. God. <laughs> Frey. Please just put me to bed. I'm so tired. Frey, who is a combination of Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo and Ray from Real Ghostbusters. In my head, it's one, and it's the best fan fiction of all time. I'll have you know. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, no, who else? Who else has he done the voice for? The guy who's going to put you to sleep, Troy. Uh, Good night, Troy. Well, why didn't you do that before we You've started recording? To- now I'm fine. I'm not going to be tongue-tied at all anymore. This is... Because Chris only Googled it a second ago. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I like how now many comments I'm on the our only Facebook Sandman. Page I'm the greatest Sandman. <laughs> Eternal sleep. Troy, oh, Troy's like, I'm a... I'm a... I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> 
No! <laughs> My only weekend. You know what I didn't realize about that episode is uh, the Sandman goes into a radio studio. That Somebody somewhere <laughs> has to... What was that guy's name? It was like Freddy something. Oh, and he had he just, a fantastic radio name. I can't remember yeah, right now. And, and he pops up and, and I, there's no reason for it. I think because they needed to fill about like 45 seconds to a minute of time on Real Ghostbusters. So <laughs> Sandman goes to the radio station and, and he knocks out the radio broadcaster. I think that's you and I. I think. Yeah, basically. <laughs> some Somebody out there has to do a strange fanfic mashup of that uh, at some point. I'll tell you this though. Somebody's... Uh, uh, I think it was you said, don't give me any ideas or I'll just keep doing it. Uh, and I think I put it out there that I think for Halloween, I think there should be a special, I think you and I should take a break on Halloween and I think we'll invite the Sandman and maybe Slimer. Oh no. Okay. Sandman and Slimer. Sandman and Slimer can come in. That's a great, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll take see, a break. We'll see how they do. Well, yeah, no promises, everybody. Actually, let us know what you think. Because, you know, if everybody says no, don't, <laughs> we'll consider it. I mean, that's, that's, I would like to pride ourselves on this podcast always having energy. I would like to think that you and I kind of keep a good rapport going so that nobody gets bored listening to this. Look, Sandman is known for putting people to sleep, maybe giving them some crazy visions of Einstein and pancakes and giant bunnies and shit like that. But uh, Slimer, I don't know. It's gibberish. I don't know. The two of those guys together, I don't know how that's going to go. So we'll see. Well, I think a certain uh, host then better start thinking real hard about the voices you can do. Oh, no. You know what? Maybe I'll take a break and maybe you can just host and we'll see what special guests show up. (laughs) Maybe. Hi Troy. Hi Troy. How you doing, Troy? I was like, Shut up, Troy. Shut up, Troy. I'm fine. <laughs> it's just me, schizophrenic Troy. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. Thanks me so much. Me and Troy. the man in the light bulb. What's that? <laughs> I should kill them all. <laughs> order a pizza. Why should I order pizza? <laughs> well, that sounds good right now. Yeah, pizza. One a.m. pizza. Well, uh, so on that note, we're going to go order some uh, some pizza, but uh, everybody join us next week. I'm sure we're going to have a whole lot more to talk about. Let's start another Trailer Watch. Trailer Watch 2, the sequel. Watch dun, harder. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Electric, I know, I'm I'm sticking to Electric Boogaloo. Oh, Electric Boogaloo. Okay, that's good. Trailer Watch 2, Trailer Electric Trailer Watch 2, Electric Boogaloo. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys all next week. Uh, see you on the other side. Who you going to call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fastmaster. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird. Mm, delicious black slime. <laughs> it's dangerous. And it whispers to you. That's what's scary, man. It does. If your beer is whispering to you, drink me, Chris. Like, what?